CITR 101.9 FM. Today is Wednesday, February 7th, and we are broadcasting to you live from the University of Victoria, or sorry, University of British Columbia, Vancouver campus, which is unceded and stolen Musqueam territory. I'm also from Alberta, which is Treaty 7 territory, and my name is Serena. I'm your host for today. We're also joined in the studio by some lovely guests. Um, we have Margo, Maya, and Jerome, if you guys want to say hello. Hello. Hey, folks. Hey. So today is the second last day of Fund Drive, which is obviously CITR's annual week of fundraising. Um, and of course, because it's so close to Valentine's Day, of course, it's love themed. And our episode today is also love themed. Amazing. So we're going to kick it off um, by playing a love song, which is Jerome's pick. Do you want to talk about it briefly? Yes, of course. So the first one is uh, Nothing <laughs> Compares <laughs> to You from Sanad O'Connor. Uh, we probably all know that beautiful song. We also know the tragedy that happened with her last year. She unfortunately died, but her legacy remains. It and this on. song remains in our hearts and in our, you know, in our minds. And so, in our ears, starting exactly, right now. <laughs> starting right now, folks. All right, take it away. It's been seven hours and fifteen days Since you took your love away I go out every night and sleep all day Since you took your love You've been gone, I can do whatever I want I can see whomever I choose I can eat my dinner in a fancy
Fun Drive 2024 is right around the corner, and this February is the perfect time to say yes to CITR and all it has to offer. Visit donate to citr.ca right now, make a donation, and then claim your prizes. For a $30 donation, you'll receive a CITR earplug case. $60 gets you a glow-in-the-dark yo-yo. A donation of $101.90 scores you specialized marble dice and a song dedication on Valentine's Day. The next one is dedicated to Rachel from Ross. A $200 donation will get you an engagement ring 32-ounce Nalgene water bottle. $500 and you'll be sporting a nifty just-married sweatsuit. And for a grand donation of $1,000, you'll get to host your own show on CITR 101.9 FM. Testing, testing. Is this thing on? And remember, all prize tiers include their specific prizes, plus all the prizes from lesser tiers. That means for an $1,000 donation to CITR, you will receive an earplug case, a glow-in-the-dark yo-yo, marble dice, a Valentine's Day song dedication, the next one is dedicated to Rachel from Ross, a 32-ounce Nalgene water bottle, a fashionable just-married sweatsuit, and of course, your own show on the station. All right, here we go. So what are you waiting for? Say yes and visit donate to citr.ca today and help us reach our goal of $20,000. Hello and welcome back to the Arts Report on CITR 101.9 FM. Um, and the song you just listened to was Nothing Compares to You by Sinead O'Connor. And what a classic song that is. What a classic bop. And you know, nothing compares to you, but nothing compares to CITR too. So that's why you should pull out your computer, your phone, your your iPod. Your and mobile device. And your mobile <laughs> device. And go on citr.ca and donate for FunDrive. Mm-hmm. Um, we would really appreciate it. Yes. And by doing so... 
through our show, mm-hmm. you will receive a personalized, specialized arts report little prize. So for CITR's donation prizes, um, the threshold is $30 a month, or sorry, $30, which is $5 a month. Um, but for our show, we are obviously accepting any amount of money. Everything helps. And no matter what you donate, we will personally write you a love letter because we love love and we love you and we love money and we love donations and we love to spread the, the joy. And what you'll get in a love letter of your choice, if you want to write which medium you prefer out of um, prose, poetry, film, and music, which is the mediums that we're talking about right now, today, live, um, whichever one you kind of like include at your little letter, you say, I donated to Arts Report, and I love film the most, and you will get a personalized love letter, including some of our favorite quotes from some of our favorite movies about love and romance. Speaking of, Maya, do you want to tell us about some of those movies? Hey, everybody. And also, it's Maya's radio debut, and so is Margot's, right? Yes. Is what an exciting episode, guys. Truly. Everyone say congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> um, so the first film I'm going to talk about is one that was filmed right here in beautiful Vancouver, Always Be My Maybe. Um, if you watch it, you'll see some little classics around Vancouver, like uh, the Blitmore Cabaret, the Roxy, and Chinatown. Um, if you are a person who likes second chance, um, a little second chance love story, childhood friends to lovers, you'll love this one. <laughs> um, it's basically about um, two childhood friends who kind of date when they're kids, um, and then they go their separate ways. The girl becomes a famous chef. So oh. if you like food, oh. like you can see some really nice dishes. Um, and yeah, and it's just about them making their way back to each other. And uh, Keanu Reeves, Canadian treasure, is in it for like three seconds. So Canadian hottie also. <laughs> He's also immortal, so let's talk about that. Actually yeah. immortal. <laughs> Why does he look beautiful all the yeah. time? And did you see that thing where they like found a bunch of images of people that look like Keanu Reeves like throughout history. Do you know no. what I'm talking about? There's one, there's like a photo from like yes. the 20s and it's like a guy that looks exactly like Keanu Reeves. It probably Reeves. is him. And everyone's like, clearly he's immortal because he hasn't even aged and like and he has he's in all hair. these pics. And he has great hair. So like, what about Pharrell Williams? He's like Pharrell a, Williams? Pharrell's true. He's supposed to be like a vampire. All I know is he wears that big hat. He wears that big hat. Mm-hmm. And he's happy. I think it's because he uses his skincare line Skin. on Does his he have a line? head yeah. like not on his face <gasps> oh. but also on his ball skull <laughs> so he like and absorbs more of exactly, it exactly <laughs> i think that's his secret <laughs> and we should follow his tracks i feel like okay. we should mm-hmm. <laughs> i feel like you're so right do you have any other movies for us maya of course i do, <laughs> I do yes i have um one of my personal favorites, cult classic, 10 mm. Things I Hate About You, Justin Gordon-Levitt, mm. Heath yes. Ledger, Julia Stiles, um, all, the, all the best people. What a great film. <laughs> I need more Shakespeare rendition pop culture movies. That's super I, want that I feel back. like there is a lot, though, well, There's honest. a lot. Gnomeo and Juliet. It's <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. a winner. Mm-hmm. Clueless. She's the man. Who's She's also, the man. But, that's 12 but it's like. But I want more. But more, That's even. True. But I want more. The newest Sydney Sweeney movie is based on Shakespeare. Fun fact. Really? Is it really? Anyone but you, I think. Anyone but you. Yeah. I'll give it a watch. <laughs> give it a whirl. <laughs> I'll give it a watch. But yeah, 10 Things I Hate About You, 
I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt mm-hmm. so much. He. I feel like he's not like the main character. In he's that the main character for me. For you, that's who you're watching. He learned French for her. Like, come on. Is that one of the lines? Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Honestly, my dream, like, is someone learning can French someone for you? Like, just learn French for me? Like, and I then... learned French for you. Oh my god! <laughs> you expect me not to be in love with him? I'm so yeah. So why do you think film is like a good medium to express love in? I feel like it's it's such an accessible way. <laughs> yeah, that's I, true. I think I think film is very ex- accessible, and I think it's such a beautiful way because there's so many different ways that you can convey mm-hmm. love. Like obviously, there's like a, like a cheesier like chick flick where it's like, oh yes, like they end up happy and da da da. But then there's also the movies that like really make you sit and think like, wow, yeah. that hit for that one, Five Hundred mm-hmm. Days. Of summer is such so like a, good. That's my favorite movie. I Loki. I remember watching that no. movie. movie. Margot Margot doesn't agree. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of a red flag. What? I don't know. What? I mean, what? That's such a good movie. It's a beautiful. Okay, the debate is like, starting. Okay, Margot, let's hear you again. out first. Okay, I'm just. Oh yeah, also him again. Also, yep. Hello. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it really depends on your take and what you take away from that movie because. Some people will watch it and just see it as, like, this kind of naive love story. And other people will be like, oh, like, this person's the villain or the other person's Mm -hmm. the villain. Mm -hmm. But, like, the whole point is that, like, love is complicated and you can't, like, idolize people. I have some things to say about this Okay, let's hear them. When Maya told me she was going to pull this one out, I was like, yeah, I'd love (laughs) to talk. But I've actually seen this movie so many times. I love it. It's, like, an hour and a half. It's, like, in little tiny scenes. It's so watchable. Um, but what I kind of realized about it that I don't think everyone necessarily has realized is that it's a film told entirely through his perspective. So every time that you see her and you're like, oh my God, she's so evil, like, this is so terrible, it's biased. And the whole point of the movie is that it's, like, from the get-go biased in his favor. So it's, like, very classic, like, male victimization film. Because yeah. it's like, right from the get-go, they're like, this is not a love story. It's a story of boy meets girl. Not like girl meets boy, boy meets girl, right? It's about like 500 days of summer. Why is it only 500 days? She's obviously older than 500 days. But for him, this like chapter only lasts for 500 days. And the only thing that we see of her is like what he sees of her. The only time that she's mentioned is like when he mentions her, right? So it's like, it's a total telling of the like manic pixie dream girl trope. So I really love it for that reason because I feel like it, it, it does have more nuance than people necessarily, like, give it credit for. But I do think that people, like, really aggressively siding with, like, one character or the other is definitely, like, red flag. <laughs> like, That's oh, no. <laughs> I feel like it's more about infatuation than actual love. Oh, totally. Right? Yeah, I think so. What do you think, Maya? I, like, when I first watched the movie, I just, I don't know, I think I just got so into it where I was, like, I feel like we've all kind of been there. I don't know about the relatability, <laughs> but like, <laughs> but like, just being like, yeah, there's there's some things that maybe feels like love to one person, but to the other person, it's just like you're just someone that I know mm-hmm. and that I've hung out with a few times. But I think that's why film is really such a great way of expressing love. Because I mean, what we're having right now, like. Like whose quote unquote side are you on? Like, like what can we draw f- from each thing of 
of film mm-hmm. it, and just to like spark conversation and I don't know it just I feel like it romantic movies often get a very bad rep of being cheesy and very surface level but when you actually like go into it there's some of like mm-hmm. the like I don't want to say deep but like very like yeah intricately done and well, like, very beautifully done to me I feel like it's been said before but I'll say it again like art really is about like expressing expressing your emotions and like at some level it really like always kind of goes back to that even if it's this like huge like mass produced like you know blockbuster film someone at some point whoever like first thought of it had like some sort of reason for thinking of it the way that it is you know what i mean and like it definitely gets like kind of frankenstein through the like lens of production and having like million dollar budgets and whatever but I don't know. It's like everything from creation comes from some level of emotion. But like you said about like romance getting kind of a bad rep, I was doing some research because I obviously was taking kind of the prose side um, and I was kind of looking for some novels or prose um, that wasn't so much about romance, but it was just about like love in general. And like basically all the like search results I was getting was about romance like romance novels like smut basically and like I'm not gonna hate on it I don't feel the need to bash it but it's not totally my you know choice of literature but it made me think about how it's the best-selling genre around the world is like smut like romance novels not necessarily smut but like that like very cheesy like romance like oh um and it's so sad because that entire genre is like coming out of kind of this, like, lack of love that, like, women around the world are experiencing. They're like, imagine if you met a guy and it went like this. And obviously the, like, genre has evolved and there's, like, there's a book for every single niche. Like, people have thought of every single situation. But, like, at least at its core, it's, like, about literally, like, people, like, read them, like, their fantasy novels and they're like, imagine, like, you meet someone and you fall in love. And it's like, that is so devastating that this is, like, I don't know, the best-selling genre around the world. Yeah, and also when I was doing a bit of research for this, uh, I thought about how love was portrayed, especially through film, always in a dramatic lens. Like, even when I, you know, I reference Gnomeo and Juliet, it's still, like, always something super dramatic in which, um, like, that gives up the impression of the normality is... A dramatic relationship and I've always had issues watching movies about love because it always I felt like it was always tainting my vision of what love should or should not be mm-hmm. and that's like what my hot take Good of take. the um of the hour is that film and mo- like movies in general when they talk about love they always do it in a way that's completely unhealthy mm-hmm. and that ch- that transforms our vision of Mm. love and what like what love should be or should not be i so agree i so agree i feel like films especially they they show love in terms of like absolutes like black or white Mm -hmm. like and also like being able to achieve love or to like finally be with your crush or your lover is Mm -hmm. like the culmination Mm -hmm. of like your life and it's like the end goal and I mean, you know, you can trace that back to like, like I don't know, dr- like the origin of like drama of uh, tragedy and comedy, and how mm-hmm. those were like the two main forms of like entertainment. 
um, what, like in the medieval ages, yeah. right? And I how think like Shakespeare too. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. But even if you like, I think you can go even further and go more into the like kind of painting side of it. Even like when you think of Klimt, like Le Baiser de Klimt, mm-hmm. it goes back really, really far. This like portraying of love, ah, something dramatic. Mm-hmm. Like you see it's tortured love. It's like always hurtful. It's always dark, sad. So, yeah. You're right. Like, happy endings don't sell. No, exactly. You need it to be messed up and brutal. Mm -hmm. And, like, you're totally right that we see that in film all the time where it's like, oh, like, he's so evil, but, like, she loves him anyway. Or, like, some sort of trope like that where it's like Like you have to accept something terrible Mm -hmm. about the situation. And you're just, like, supposed to be like, but the terrible thing, like, it doesn't even matter because there's love. And it's like, okay, if this is the lesson that we're, like, telling people and we're, like, mm-hmm. force-feeding them this, like, idea of, like, you know, love despite everything else. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. That totally is, like, reinforcing, like, very unhealthy ideas of, of yeah. love. And patterns. Yeah, Like, totally. you can see, see that a lot of patterns that people hold within our society. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially at our age, um it's a kind of representation or at least a manifestation of the patterns that are promoted through like traditional or non-traditional media. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. One of the like books that I was thinking about when I was, I was doing this um, was all about love by bell hooks. I'm sure us little art students are well oriented with bell hooks, but that I feel like is such an important novel or I don't want to call it a novel. I guess it's just a book. Um, it's kind of a manifesto, actually, because mm-hmm. it is like basically nonfiction, and it's kind of just talking about love and relationships and care and all of those things in a very kind of concrete way. And I really appreciate that um, one of the things that Bell Hooks says is like treat love as a verb instead of as a noun. Like it's not this thing that just exists in a vacuum. It's like a thing you need to practice and you need to find and you need to work on and you need to like feel it in your life and like it's not just something that is like Margo said like an end goal for like the end of a movie it's like you finally get to date your crush okay what happens after you start dating your crush like there's so much more stuff Mm -hmm. that's going to happen from that so I really appreciate kind of the very direct way of talking about it like that and one of the quotes um in it that I thought was really good is quote unquote choosing to be honest is the first step in the process of love there is no practitioner of love who deceives once the choice has been made to be honest then the next step on love's path is communication and I feel like you can hear that kind of message in so many different ways but I really appreciate how it's just said you know it's like love and we're not gonna be like fancy and frilly and like oh my god it's love it's like okay love is a thing and you're you're working at it and it's you know it's happening it's in practice and like here are the steps to get there here's what's gonna happen when it's done so yeah i kind of that's my uh my vote for prose yeah speaking of brings us back to why we're doing this whole little thing omg it is currently fun drive Woo-woo. So that is, once again, CITR's Week of Fundraising. And the theme this year is Say Yes to CITR. So if you guys want to tell us a little bit, like, why you're saying yes to CITR. And just a reminder for all you lovely, lovely people listening in your cars, driving home from work, the link to donate is donate to citr.ca. It's just right there. You can donate any amount. And whatever amount you donate, you will get 
a nice little love letter, personalized love letter prize from us on the Arts Report. So please donate to CITR.ca. And you can do that today. You can do it tomorrow. We will be accepting donations into next week. So please, we love CITR. We want to continue loving it for a long time. It's given me a lot. I really appreciate the community that I've found here. And as far as like a physical space too, like just sitting in the studio right now, it is so nice to be here. It is lovely. It rocks. And we are really trying to fundraise some money to get some new equipment. Because if you are listening in your cars, you're probably noticing that maybe the sound quality isn't so awesome. And maybe you would also love it. Capital L, capital O, V, E. Um, If it sounded a little bit better, Mm because I know that I would. So please. Indeed. Say yes. Say yes to CITR. Say yes. Jerome, you recently started your own show. Why did you say yes to CITR? I said yes to CITR for an array of reasons. Yes. But um, (laughs) I do have my show. It's called Le Rituel with my diva, Lily. Um, And it's on uh, every second Wednesday at 2 p.m. And we just talk music. We talk banter. Yeah, we just have fun and we play musical ping pong whilst talking about our lives and our musical universes. And are you so happy CITR? I really love CITR and I love that CITR gave me the opportunity to do this. As you can probably hear, English is not my first language, so it's a chance for me to to speak English um, on a public platform and just having also some practical skills with the machines and... Um, computers and all that. So yeah, I said yes to CITR and the divorce is not coming soon. (laughs) And the theme this year, because it's a different theme every year, and this year the theme is Vegas Wedding. That's why it's Say Yes to CITR. So we also have our fun drive um, like wrap-up party on the 10th and we were playing poker today. We're drawing on wedding dresses. But I really like desperately just need you guys to acknowledge that I actually went to a Vegas wedding this year. Like she I did. actually, you manifested. I it. did the thing. You manifested. I manifested. And she it. got married, guys. I literally, <laughs> no, don't worry. Um, <laughs> but my uncle and aunt did get married at Caesar's Palace with an Elvis impersonator. Literally did the thing. So I'm also. I feel like somehow CITR just gets me. You know, like they knew that that Full was the circle that I needed to have. Mm-hmm. Talking about Vegas, Vegas yeah. wedding, mm-hmm. just the thing I have in mind is the last season of the Kardashians mm. where her makeup artist goes to Vegas and then they pull out Shina Twain and then they just, Shina Twain sings and then, um, yeah, they get married in the little white chapel and Kim K's just there and then um, they put uh, the wonderful song, which is, um, you're still the one. Mm-hmm. And I think we shall give it a little listen. Yeah, we're going to play it here for you in a sec. Um, but yeah, I just want to reiterate one last time that the link to donate is donate to citr.ca. I know it's probably very repetitive for me to say it, but please don't forget because I'm so excited to write some little love letters. And I really want to get the chance to do that because mm-hmm. I feel like me and Margot kind of masterminded this oh my god yeah no we're gonna they're gonna have stickers they're gonna have drawings from yours truly maybe jerome might even kiss i will kiss every single letter Mm -hmm. and (laughs) And we're gonna pick out the exact poem or film quote or a quote from a novel or anything that you 
that we feel like speaks to you, you know? Like, we're going to do the thing. We're going to manifest it. We're going to just look at what you've said, and we're going to go, hmm, I know the one. I know exactly what to say. So, speaking of the one, You're Still the One by Shania Twain on the Arts Report CITR 101.9 FM. Fun Drive 2024 is right around the corner, and this February is the perfect time to say yes to CITR and all it has to offer. Visit donate to citr.ca right now, make a donation, and then claim your prizes. For a $30 donation, you'll receive a CITR earplug case. 
$60 gets you a glow-in-the-dark yo-yo. A donation of $101.90 scores you specialized marble dice and a song dedication on Valentine's Day. The next one is dedicated to Rachel from Ross. A $200 donation will get you an engagement ring 32-ounce Nalgene water bottle. $500 and you'll be sporting a nifty just-married sweatsuit. And for a grand donation of $1,000, you'll get to host your own show on CITR 101.9 FM. Testing, testing. Is this thing on? And remember, all prize tiers include their specific prizes, plus all the prizes from lesser tiers. That means for an $1,000 donation to CITR, you will receive an earplug case, a glow-in-the-dark yo-yo, marble dice, a Valentine's Day song dedication, the next one is dedicated to Rachel from Ross. A 32-ounce Nalgene water bottle. A fashionable just-married sweatsuit. And, of course, your own show on the station. All right, here we go. So what are you waiting for? Say yes and visit donate to CITR.ca today and help us reach our goal of $20,000. And welcome back to the Arts Report on CITR 101.9 FM. Uh, today is our Fun Drive episode, and the song you just heard was Shania Twain, You're Still the One. So Jerome, please tell us, why does this song speak about love to you? Why is this the love song? I mean, I think uh, Shania wrote this whilst talking about her husband. I think they went through tough times together and then she dedicated this song to him and I think we all have that person like you're still the one you will always have mm. a unique and special place within my heart or like within your heart you all have that individual so I'm I mean I was hoping to 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 get you moving emotionally <laughs> and think about your ex and hoping think about my ex. <laughs> I don't know your ex or like I don't know, whoever you wanted to think about. So, yeah, that's why I chose that song. Love. Love, love. And love, you know what? Yeah. I love love. Yeah. And I love CITR. Mm-hmm. Donate. Margo, why do you love CITR? Um, because it's awesome and amazing. And the best ever, probably. Duh. Duh. Um, it also lets me talk about poetry, which yeah. is my medium that yes. I want to talk about. So we were talking about how love is kind of glamorized in media and like in movies and that's great but sometimes it's not great Mm -hmm. and what I love about poetry and love poetry is how it kind of lets us see the more kind of unkind dirty aspects of love in terms of like I don't know just like sometimes love sucks and sometimes love ends Mm -hmm. and I was reading up on my Vancouver poets because I don't know many honestly and I came across this Vancouver baddie called Evelyn Lau I feel like I've heard of her yeah I think she's like very acclaimed um also apparently had a crazy relationship with this her professor who was 30 years older than her and then she wrote a book about it and he sued her for defamation um, Poor sorry if any of this is not true. I'm pretty sure it's true. Is this related to UBC in any sort of way? Um, or is it a u- university <laughs> far away? Do we know? I think she went to Simon Fraser. Oh, Whoa. so it's not far from home. Yeah, no, yeah, it's right around the corner. We Lower should see if we can get her as a guest. Oh I'd my l- god. Yeah. A lot to say. So. A tell all. 
But um, <laughs> yeah, no, I just love one of her poems. It's called Conclusion. And it's actually just about her choosing to end things with her lover. Um, and I feel like there's a, she, the final line is just, she stands him outside and his brave smile shrivels in the winter frost. And you could say, yeah, okay, this is not at all a love poem, but I feel like poems about the end of a relationship that was hurting someone is in some way like a love poem to yourself mm. and choosing you. And you know what else you should choose? CIDR. Yes. And you should choose to donate uh-huh. to the Arts Report. That's the show that we're on. So if you loved Margot's little quote that she just shared right now, you should say, I love Margot. I love that quote. I love poetry. And I'm donating to the Arts Report at donate to CITR.ca. Anything helps. We love you. We love love. We love Valentine's Day. We love the station. Mm-hmm. We love being here. We love that we have this platform that we can sit here and we can hang out and we can yap. We could talk about poetry. And I love you guys. And I'm so glad that you're here with me today. Well, it's my pleasure to be here, too. (laughs) And I just wanted to do a little follow-up on that quote. I was thinking, you know, they're talking about the frost. But, like, there's no frost here in the city. Mm. Or, like, barely. So I wonder in which universe, like, they were whilst writing about that <laughs> was it her out. <laughs> no no but is it is it like i mean w- was it just because it fit it or maybe they were like oh well we're we're going to write that during a snowstorm i don't know mm-hmm. i'm just wondering where she thought about writing yeah that. i mean calgary <laughs> maybe she, yeah she had a calgarian lover and had to drop him no um it might just be like some kind of metaphor maybe honestly the frost of her heart yeah you know? her yeah. heart has a little it's not completely frozen to him yet mm-hmm. but it's just oh. starting it's yeah. just a little bit you know mm-hmm. i get it but like i kind of was thinking about what you said um and i feel like we were criticizing or like not criticizing but like oh like Sometimes stuff about love is so cheesy and, like, it does get a bad rep. But poetry is a really great medium because it's supposed to kind of be cheesy, you know? If you're Mm. not really leaning into the imagery and the symbolism and the heavy emotions and the gut-wrenching, ah, like, you're not really totally doing it right, you know? Like, you're really supposed to be going in on that. So I, I do... I will concede I appreciate poetry about love because it can really just get involved, you know. Yeah, I feel like it. the brevity of poetry, the fact that it can't be an hour long or it can't even, you know, it can't be a novel. You, what is chosen to be said is a lot more like, se- like selective and therefore maybe even more impactful mm. because it's only what, like a page or so. Yeah, that's so true. But yeah. What do you guys think of, oh, I forget her name, but like the kind of controversial Urban Outfitters-esque. Um, oh, yeah. Rupikal. Yeah. What yeah. Do we I f- love that you said what? Urban Outfitters. Sorry, because I, I didn't want to mispronounce her name, no, but I know that you guys would know. So what do we think? I super agree with the description of like Urban Outfitters <laughs> core. Like literally absolutely no hate to her, but... I don't know. I've. I think I've seen the book in Urban Outfitters. Like, I think you're spot on about oh, that. Oh, like I've, I've <laughs> definitely walked into an Indigo and Urban Outfitters, and I've seen them. I think the covers super pretty. Definitely mm-hmm. like coffee table book. But then you read it, and again, like super no hate to her. Like I don't want her to like send me like a like a text being like no, I hate you. But art support. She's reverse donating. <laughs> She's gonna steal some of our money because we like <laughs> didn't say nice things. But I don't know. 
I've I feel like there has to be kind of like what you were saying, like poetry, you're so selective with mm-hmm. what you're saying and what you're saying has to have some mm-hmm. kind of impact because it's so short. And I feel like those kind of like Urban Outfitter-esque poets, like totally. I think Does that it feel a bit performative? It at feels times? a bit yeah, like a a bit like surface level, I guess. But on the other side, sometimes like poetry is so complicated and so like mm-hmm. um it it's like all these metaphors and all these like figures of speech and writing that are so complicated and mm-hmm. so in, in like inaccessible for so many people. Yeah. I think like what she does also democratizes poetry yeah. and makes it like available to crowds that would not necessarily like mm-hmm. take a Victor Hugo book to yeah, read yeah, yeah. like this like complicated and l- lengthy like poetry thing. Um yeah, I don't know. I'm like a bit my mom, uh, shout out to her. She has a big <laughs> like thing of Ripicard in the bathroom. Oh, okay. Yeah, like in the bathroom. Yeah, in the bathroom. <laughs> like you sit down at the loo and then you just like see the thing. I mean it's not like a bad one, but like I don't know, all love to my mom. But That's so funny. I think it just like really democratizes poetry in I, ways. I've that heard or I've heard poetry called like the most accessible form of expression mm-hmm. because it, it, there's no material you need to buy. You don't need to have a lot of time. You don't need to have, you know, funding or, like, supporters. You can literally, like, on your shift in the bathroom, scribble down a couple mm-hmm. things on, like, a scrap of paper, like, your notes app. Like, we're all doing the notes app poetry on the bus. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe just me, but I'm definitely hitting the notes app poetry on the bus. Oh, yeah. So, Every like, day, it day. really is such a just kind of, I don't want to say quick and easy because I feel like that has a negative kind of connotation to it but like you're just like ah i'm feeling emotions i'm experiencing Mm -hmm. the full spectrum of like the human experience i need to just write something down about it and you don't need to get like you don't need to get it published and you don't need to you know go buy a canvas and buy some paintbrushes you can just write down your stuff so i i love poetry for that kind Mm of yeah yeah. it's like also probably arguably the most like end it's closest to the individual who's making the art you know Mm -hmm. because it's so spontaneous often it's just like like you said like an expression of emotion or a feeling yeah um and that can be really cool i would love to get a love poem for myself have you guys ever had any poems dedicated to you guys no no i wish i feel like i haven't i wanted i want a song i want someone to sing a full ass a full song (laughs) that's like top 10 like hit and no one knows who it is about yeah. it turns out it's like but you want the me. drama we were just talking lore. about how that's bad you exactly want the drama you the see all these narratives <laughs> have transformed me that's so true but, but back to kind of what you're saying about um just the performativeness of like yeah Picor, like mm-hmm. like um urban outfitters poetry or like specifically books that look really pretty but yeah. like mm-hmm. never judge a book by its cover margo <laughs> i'm kidding true. but um this one author I was looking into, she is a Vancouver author, and she has a book called uh, Radical Acts of Love, and it's about how, like, storytelling can help people prepare for their death or, like, the death of people that they mm-hmm. care about. So it's kind of, like, how literacy and, like, literature and uh, that, like, expression, I guess, and, like, being able to write things down and kind of work through them that way and, like, write about love and, like, mm-hmm 
get it into a digestible form, get it like externalized from you. You are, you know, you're writing about your thoughts and now they're over here and they're on this piece of paper and they're not inside of you anymore to just kind of as like a, a way to help the grieving process. And I feel like that is just kind of something I do want to, I guess, shine a spotlight on. It's just like, I really appreciate um, when people are trying to incorporate others into ways that they've like learned to heal I want to say like mm-hmm. a book that isn't just like oh that's a cool read because like I'm, I'm all for a good read I'm not hating on that but you know something that is also just like hey this is a good read but also like maybe you can incorporate this into your life and I, I want to spread this message of like how love has helped me and how you know my interests have helped me so yeah um by Janie Brown Radical Acts of Love so yeah you know what would not be a radical act of love? What? Donating to CITR. It wouldn't even be radical. No. It would be normal. It would be awesome. normal. It would be the right, beautiful thing to do. Literally. On this lovely, lovely day. And what's the link, Marco? Donate C- to CITR.ca. There you go. So we're going to play one more song. Mm-hmm. Jerome, do you want to tell us about the song? I could do a whole show about this <laughs> song and about Give this. Give us the 30 seconds. <laughs> okay, 30 seconds. So um, the original song, so it's a cover. The original artist is Daniel Belanger. He's this OG Quebec artist that is like a pioneer of Quebec pop music Um the song is so beautiful. It talks about love between two individuals in a metaphorical way because it's like love on the road and love through time and space. But at the same time, um, they it's like a, a love between two individuals that are pretty like wild and open-minded. So yeah, just listen to this and mm-hmm. just listen to this beautiful cover by Charlotte Cardin. The yeah. best of the best, the, best the of cream the best. of the cream of Canadian pop music that just uh, got nominated or won won six Junos. I don't know. Oh but wow! The queen. The, she that is so good. good. She is the next Celine Dion, and I am not. I'm is not Cid still alive. Yeah, I but like barely, oh. barely. She's really sick. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. So she basically, has, we like, need a new one. Is what exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> but Celine Dion cannot be replaced. No, no but. But maybe she could be covered, you know, she just can like be this covered. is a cover. Exactly. So. <laughs> so many connections. Yes. Um, but yeah, we're going to be done after this song. So I just want to say thank you so much to the listeners. Thank you so much for your donations. I look forward to making a couple little letters for you guys. And I hope if you're driving home, you have a safe drive. I hope if you're getting home on the bus, that you have a safe commute. I hope that you've had a lovely day. Happy upcoming Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Even more happy fun drive. Happy yes. CITR yes. fun drive. Yes, yes, yes. So much love for us at, or from us, hello. Not fr- for, <laughs> also love for, for us, also, please. Also, please, I love self-love. I'll welcome it, honestly. Self-love, um, Much love from us at The Arts Report. Thank you so much for listening. MRG Live is happy to present Anomaly with his live band at the Wise Hall on Saturday, February 24th with support from Blue Wednesday. Anomaly has toured his electro-jazz project all over the world, but this February, the Montreal-based artist embarks on a full Canadian tour for the very first time. Come out to experience the innovative fusion of electronic beats, jazz harmonies, and funky grooves from the one and only Anomaly, live in concert with his band. Don't miss Anomaly at the Wise Hall in Vancouver on February 24th, 2024. Tickets are on sale now at admitone.com.
Mark your calendar for February 29th, 2024, because the Study and Go Abroad Fair is coming to Vancouver at the Vancouver Convention Center. Don't miss this free opportunity to start planning your next step in education at the undergraduate or postgraduate level, or to travel abroad. Meet with top universities, graduate schools, and professional schools from Canada and around the world to learn about the university and college programs on offer, scholarships, as well as travel, work, and volunteer opportunities worldwide. To learn more, or to register for free, please visit studyandgoabroad.com and join us February 29th at the Vancouver Convention Centre.
Hey, this is Coleman from Power Chord Heavy Metal Radio, broadcasting on CITR since 1985, which actually makes the show even older than I am. And I am beyond stoked to have been hosting Power Chord for the last eight years and be part of a show with such a legacy at a station that is as cool and, uh, and fun as CITR with, uh, with such interesting and diverse programming that has been doing it for so many years. And uh, a place where anyone with any kind of experience level from any background can indulge their creative interests and um, and that I get to share so much great music uh, with so many people and be part of the amazing metal scene here in Vancouver and support it in whatever small way I can. And you can support it and this station in whatever way that you can by donating to the Fun Drive. So with that, please, please donate, donate to, to Fun Drive. Play your part. I got vices too, and they don't break your heart. It's not the long last love, this love still strong. And after all that love, you cut and left me scarred. Oh, you've been selfish, selfish, selfish. I gave you way too much. You couldn't help it, help it, help it. So lost in your own stars. Eyes wide shut. You see no wrong. Still, I keep open arms. Keep open arms Why well, play the fool When you can play your part I'd like to acknowledge that the land on which CITR operates and broadcast and where many of you are listening to the program from is the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territory of the Musqueam people. Hello and welcome to that song from that movie. I'm Movie Maverick Mike. And I'm Logan the Extra. Today we're going to talk about Titanic and the song My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. When Titanic came out in 1997, 